This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 56. I want to take a moment and thank my lovely wife, Tina, for recording the new intro for the show. And I also want to take a moment to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to this show. So first up this week, Canon EOS R5 Specifications. Unless the whole world has conspired to troll uh, Canon rumors, this information is pretty much bang on. Any specifications in bold, I'd consider Canon rumors only. Canon EOS R5 specifications. Now, supposedly, this is going to be the name of one of the new EOS R bodies that's coming out later this year. Named the Canon EOS R5 with a 45-megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor, with in-body image stabilization, or IBIS, five stops with IBIS alone, seven to eight stops of correction when used with in-lens stabilization, 12 frames per second mechanical, 20 frames per second with the electronic shutter, dual card slots, scroll wheel added to the back, no touch bar, live view slash movie toggle like previous EOS DSLRs, Larger capacity battery, but looks like the LPE6. 8K at 30 frames per second, 4K at 120 frames per second, and 4K at 60 frames per second. Built-in 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi. Again, a new battery, but with the same shape and compatibility as the battery in the EOS 5D Mark IV, which again is the Canon LPE6 or E6N. Both batteries will work in all those bodies. The announcement is expected ahead of CP Plus next month, and supposedly this body will be launching in July 2020. Now, Canon Rumors is assuming this means ship date. Announcement on or around February 13th of 2020, and of course, he'll be posting more updates as he gets them from his sources. So I did find this interesting because just a week or last week's episode, he was talking about four new full-frame bodies coming out in 2020, and he had given them totally different names. But as you remember, if you remember in that episode, I mentioned that the EOS RS was both a possible name that Canon Rumors and I were both using for a high-megapixel replacement for the 5DS and SR. Now, whether or not this is going to be the replacement for the SR, I don't think so, because it's only a 45 megapixel sensor, and the 5DS and SR had a 50.1 megapixel sensor. And also, it's supposedly going to have 12 frames per second mechanical shutter speed and 20 frames per second electronic. So this sounds like it might be the uh, the direct competitor for the Sony A7S series of cameras. But we'll have to wait and see and wait for the official announcement from Canon to know that for sure. The next item I have 
from Canon Rumors this week is the specifications for another possible EOS R body. As mentioned previously, four new full-frame cameras were coming from Canon in 2020. We now know two of them are the EOS 1DX Mark III and the EOS R5. Now, I'm not sure how he says he knows it's the EOS R5, because again, these are rumors and supposed leaks, so I still wouldn't consider the R5 name being concrete. The third camera looks to be the EOS R6, as he received base specifications for the upcoming mirrorless camera. Now, this one could be the one he was talking about last week as being the lower cost model, uh, lower cost than the EOS RP, but I don't know that for sure because this one is listed as only having a 20 megapixel full frame sensor with in-body image stabilization. But again, it's saying 12 frames per second mechanical shutter, 20 frames per second electronic. 4K at 60p, again, the same new battery, not sure if it is the same as in the EOS R5, June 2020 launch. We think there will possibly be an announcement from Canon in May of this year. And again, he'll update everyone once he hears more from his sources. Now again, I don't know for sure if this is going to be the lower cost full frame mirrorless camera that's even cheaper than the EOS RP, because I don't believe, granted, it does have a smaller sensor than the EOS RP, which I believe has a 26 megapixel sensor. But the downside is the in-body image stabilization in the 12 frames per second mechanical, 20 frames per second electronic shutter speeds. I don't see Canon giving users that in a much less expensive body. Now, possibly, they may release this body as a mirrorless replacement for the 7D Mark II sports shooter that's a crop body camera, and this would give those shooters a full-frame option. And it would all come down to the pricing, because Canon did already release the 90D, which is supposed to be a, high, a cross between the 7D Mark II and the 80D for the crop body sports shooter. So we'll have to wait and see exactly what is going on with this possible EOS R6. Next up from Canon Rumors for this week, is there an RF 100-500mm lens on the way? Earlier today, and this was posted yesterday, January 29th, 2020 at 12.39pm, he mentioned a possible second lens being announced for the RF mount alongside the new kit lens, which the new kit lens is supposed to be the RF 24-105 to f3.5 to 5.6 ISSTM, but he wasn't quite sure what it was. Now he is stating that he has been told that an RF 100 to 500 millimeter lens is coming. Unfortunately, he has not been given the aperture range of the lens, nor if it will be an L lens or one of the lower end lenses, possibly with just the ISSTM, like the RF, the new RF 24 to 105, 3.5 to 3.6. Now, according to Canon Rumors sources, we are also expected to receive some RF teleconverters in the near future as well. Now that would be interesting. Uh, one of the things that for me is kind of a bummer about the RF mount is there are no teleconverters yet. So even if I was to buy, say, the 70-200 f2.8 LIS USM to replace my EF Mark II version, I wouldn't be able to double the focal length because there's, unless I use the adapter, well, no, I wouldn't be able to use the adapter because it'd be an RF native lens. 
So I wouldn't be able to use my teleconverter, so I couldn't bump the 70 to 200 2.8 up to a 140 to 400 F4, which would be nice to have. I currently have the 100 to 400 Mark II, but I am trying to sell that because I'm going to eventually get away from all of my EF lenses and either replace them with their RF versions, depending on the cost, or I may sell off my non-RF lenses, stick with the few RF glass that I have, and possibly get some of those focal lengths in a Sony mount if I do decide to buy the A7R4. And again, I have not decided for sure on whether or not I'm going to go that route. Even if I do, I'm still not getting rid of my EOS R. I love that camera. I use it every day for my full-time real estate work. I get amazing images with it. It works flawlessly. I have no issues. Granted, it does have the drawback of one card slot, but previously I was using my 6D Mark II for the same work, and that also only had one card slot. And so far, it's never been a problem. Now, I know it's only a matter of time for an SD card fails. That is true. I try to rotate mine on a regular basis, so I don't generally let my SD cards get super old before I buy new ones again. And I tend to buy the more expensive ones so that they'll be reliable generally for a longer period of time. All right, now the next item from Canon Rumors, and you heard me mention it a moment ago in this story about the possible 100 to 500 millimeter lens, is that Nokashida has appeared to confirm that Canon will release a new RF mount kit lens, the RF 24 to 105 millimeter F35 to 5.6 IS STM. Now, this was recently, this information was released from Nakashida. I'm not sure. I think that's one of the uh, possible sources that Canon Rumors has at Canon, but I'm not going to say that for sure. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I can see this being a possibility of a lens, uh, for a less expensive lens, because the 24 to 105 is a super popular focal length uh, range lens in the Canon world, and it would be cool if they offered a L and a non-L version. Now, they did do something similar in the EF days where they had a 24 to 105 USM gold band lens and then also a 28 to 135. Um, so they did have other lenses in that general focal length range. But if this is just an ISSTM lens, it's not going to be quite as high a quality as those USM gold band lenses. If you know anything about Canon lenses, Canon has three levels of lenses, and they're all separated by the color of the band on the lens barrel. Now, the IS-STM, or just regular IS lenses, are usually the less expensive. They're the low-end lenses. They're made almost completely out of plastic. They'll have, like, metal just for the bayonet mount, and that's about it. Now, they're not, now I'm not saying they're bad lenses. Some of the Low-end Canon lenses actually are really good quality lenses. The 10 to 20 or 10 to 18 is fantastic, and 18 to 55 kit lens is also a fantastic lens. Now, if you go to the 75 to 300, that's just a garbage lens. That's always been a garbage lens. I don't ever recommend anybody buys that that piece of plastic garbage. <laughs> Sorry, Canon, but that's just a really really piss poor lens. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I see them in pawn shops all the time. The pawn shops can't even get rid of them because anybody that's been shooting Canon for a while knows that's a garbage lens. Now, according to this next item from Canon Rumors, beyond the excitement of the new EOS R bodies that appear to be coming in 2020, 
We're also supposedly going to be getting a new EOS Rebel 850D slash T8i very shortly. Now, this does not surprise me because I know the T7i has been out for a little while. I've been expecting the T8i, but hadn't seen or heard anything concrete on it yet. But according to Canon rumors, the Rebel 850D slash T8i specifications are as follows. A 24.1 megapixel sensor, a Digic 8 processor, 45 autofocus points, all cross-type, unfortunately, 7 frames per second continuous shooting, 4K at 30p, and a 3-inch uh, 1.04 million pixel touch panel very angle LCD screen. The dimensions of the body are expected to be 131 by 102.6 by 76.2 millimeters and a weight of 515 grams. Now, what body the, or what battery this body will take is anybody's guess at this time. I'm not sure. To be honest, I haven't kept up as much with the, the crop body DSLRs from Canon for a few years now. So I don't know if they finally settled on a single battery that they started using in more of their crop bodies or not, or if they still make a different battery for every bloody model they come out with like they were doing for quite a while there. I know one of the only exceptions was the 7, the 7D and the 7D Mark II, and I believe both the 80 and the 90D take the same battery as the EOS R, the 5D Mark IV, the 6D Mark II, the 6D Mark I, yada, yada, yada. Basically the LPE6 or E6N. Now, whether or not Canon is going to go with a single battery to use for all of their remaining crop body DSLRs that they release, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm not surprised to hear that there's the possibility of the T8i coming out because Canon does still want, at least for a few more years yet, they want to still have a less expensive option on the market that's a good camera for those hobbyist photographers or people that just like to take vacation photos and pictures of their kids, their family reunions, birthday parties, stuff like that. Now, one thing I've always recommended to people, and I'm going to share this with my listeners, anytime you're looking at getting a Canon DSLR, you may not know this, but in all of their crop bodies of the triple digit D series, like the 850D, 700D, 650D, whatever, they all have a, a second designation. It depends on what country the camera's being sold in. If it's sold in Australia, it's like the 650D, if it's sold in the U.S., it's the T5i or whatever it was. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. But so for this one, it's the 850D. That's what it'll be sold as in like Europe and Australia. In the U.S., it'll be called the T8i. It's the same camera, same hardware and everything. But one thing to keep in mind that I want to share with my listeners, anytime you're looking to get a Canon DSLR, uh, crop body DSLR, I advise you to stay away from the regular T-series. So in other words, if, if you go back and you do a Google search, like Canon made a T2i, then they made a T3, then a T3i, then a T4, a T4i, T5, T5i, T6, T6i, T7, T7i, and they're coming out with a T8i, probably a T8 as well. Now, the reason why I say that is the T-only models, without the I designation after the number, they generally tend to be an even lower end body. They don't have all of the capabilities of the I versions. The I versions are improved, I guess, is what the I stands for. That's what I've always called it. So I always tell anybody when I'm talking to them, they're asking me my advice on buying a DSLR. 
Uh, Canon DSLR, I always tell them, stay away from the regular T with just the number. Always go for the T with the number and the I on the end. And I always tell them the easiest way to remember is the I stands for improved version. Because like I said, generally the I models have more capabilities than the than the base models do. That's the way to look at it. The regular T, like if there's a T8, that'll be like the base model. And the T8i will be the more souped up model. I guess that's an easy way to think of it. Okay, now enough about the Canon stuff for this week because I don't want to get a bunch of hate mail that, oh, you're only talking about Canon stuff. I do have Nikon and Sony stuff for you this week as well. TT Artisan's 11mm f2.8 fisheye lens now available for the Nikon Z mount. This was published on January 28, 2020 on NikonRumors.com. The TT Artisan's 11mm f2.8 fisheye lens is now available for the Nikon Z mount. The lens is already available for sale on eBay and AliExpress for $219 to $255. Amazon should be getting them soon as well. Now, I did look earlier today on Amazon. I did a search for the lens. Um, it is listed as for sale on Amazon, but when you if you look to buy one, it says that it won't ship until like the first or second week of March. So I don't know if that's on all the sites. You can't get it any sooner than that, or if it's just on Amazon. Uh, there might be a limited production run of them, so maybe Amazon can't get their hands on any yet. But I will share a link to this article in the show notes if you want to go ahead and pick one up. Now again, this lens is available for the Canon RF, Nikon Z, Leica M, and the Sony E-mount. I was intrigued by this when I saw it was available in the Canon RF mount. I may pick one of these up, being it's only $219. I've never had a fisheye lens, but I'd sometimes like to have one to play around with just for giggles. So at $219, I may go ahead and pick one of these up because it does seem to be a really good lens. Now, the next item I have from the world of Nikon, Nikon introduced new re rebates on 28 different Nikkor lenses. And the banner shows save up to $650 instantly on select Nikkor lenses. Can, uh, Nikon introduced the new rebates on 28 different Nikkor F-mount lenses. See the listings at Adorama and B&H Photo for more details. The new prices should also show up on Amazon soon as well. Here is the full list of discounted lenses. You can click the image for a larger view. I will share a link to this article in the show notes. Uh, on sale is the AF-S Nikkor 70-200 f2.8E FLEDVR, uh, now at $2,149.95, down from a regular price of $2,799.95. So you get $650 instant savings. You don't have to send in... You don't have to mail away to get a rebate or anything like that. That's an instant savings price. Also, the AFS Nikkor, Nikkor 24-70 f2.8 E EDVR is now $1899.95, down from its regular of $2399.95. The AFS Nikkor 24-70 f2.8 G ED is now $1449.95, down from $1799.95, so that's 350 in instant savings. The previous 24 to 70 was $500 in, uh, off with instant savings. The AFS Nikkor 28mm f1.8 G is now $629 down from $699, so that's $70 in instant savings. 
The AFS NICAR 24mm F1.8 GED is now $679.95, down from $749.95, which is again $70 off. The AF-P NICOR 70-300 F4.5-5.6 to E ED VR is now $549.95, down from the regular price of $599, which is a $50 savings. The AFP DX NICOR 10-20 F4.5-5.6 G VR, now $279, down from $309. The uh, AFS NICOR 105 F1.4 EED is $18.99, down from $21.99. The sale on the landscape and macro two-lens kit is now $549.95, down from $649. And you'll have to check on that. Uh, Click on the link yourself to check it out. I'm not sure which two lenses it is. I can't quite make it out from the thumbnail image. Uh, the AFS NICOR 85mm F1.8G is now 429 down from 479 The AFS NICOR 20mm F1.8GED is 719 down from 799 The AFS DX NICOR 35mm F1.8G is 179 down from 199 the AFS NICOR 200-500 F5.6E EDVR. I've heard from quite a few of my Nikon friends that this is a really good wildlife lens. Even though it's 5.6, I mean, a lot of people that are shooting wildlife are going to be shooting it in the summertime when there's lots of daylight. So a 5.6 isn't going to hurt you that bad. Plus, it's got the vibration reduction. This is on sale now for $12.59.95, down from $13.99. The AFS NICOR 28mm F1.4 EED, $17.99 down from $19.99. The AFS DX NICOR 18-200 F35-56 GED VR Mark II is now $589 down from $649. The AFS NICOR 35 1.8 GED is $479 down from $529. The AFS NICOR 58mm F1.4G is $1449, down from $1599. The AFS NICOR 85mm F1.4G is $1449, down from $1599. The AFS NICOR 28-300 F35-56G EDVR is $849, down from $949. The AFS VR Micro NICOR 105 F 2.8 G I F E D is now 805 or 809 down from 899. I apologize. That is their 105 millimeter macro lens. The AFS DX NICOR 18 to 300 F 35 to 56 G E D V R is 629 down from 699. The AFS NICOR 51.4 G is 409 down from 449. The AFS NICOR 14-24 F2.8 GED is $15.99 down from $18.99, so that's $300 in instant savings. The AFS NICOR 35 F1.4 G now $15.49 down from $16.99. And the last batch, the AFS NICOR 50mm F1.8 G is $199.95 down from $219. 
the AFS NICOR 8 to 80 to 400, excuse me, not 800, <laughs> 80 to 400 F45 to 56 GEDVR is now 2099 down from 2299. The AFS NICOR 16 to 35 F4 GEDVR is 999 down from 1099. And last but not least, the AFS NICOR 24mm F1.4 GED is $1,799 down from $1,999. So, wow, that was quite a list of lenses, and it's a lot of savings for the Nikon F-mount shooter. So, if you've been looking to pick up some more F-mount glass, especially some of these lenses here, some of these are really, really fantastic Nikkor lenses. Uh, now would be a chance to pick one up. If you've been sitting on the fence about it, go ahead and pull the trigger while you can get this instant savings. How long the savings are going to last? Anybody's guess. But they're on sale right now at Adorama, B8H, and they should be at the updated prices very soon if they're not already on Amazon. Okay, getting on to the Sony news for this week, wrapping up this week's episode. New Sigma Lens Patents discloses seven new full-frame E-mount lenses, and here are the specs. A 16mm f2, an 18mm f1.8, an f 18mm f2.8, excuse me, a 20mm f1.8, a 24mm f1.8, a 28mm f1.8, and a 35mm f1.8. Now, these do make sense to me. If you remember, just a few weeks ago, I was talking about the fact that uh, I believe it was Tamron was coming out with a bunch of f1.8 glass for the Sony E-mount and they were reasonably inexpensive lenses. I know the 20 and the 24 and the 35 were all in that list. Uh, whether or not the Sony ones are going to be priced comparable to what the Tamron ones are selling for, I, I doubt it. Sony's probably going to charge a bit more for theirs, but we'll have to wait and see. Oh, I'm sorry, these are Sigma lenses. My bad. <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, so Sigma probably will price theirs fairly competitive with, with Tamron. It'll all depend. It doesn't say that any of these are art lenses. The art lenses tend to be Sigma's more expensive glass. And these are, none of them are listed as being art lenses. It's clear that Sigma's goal is to offer a set of primes that are fast, but also not too fast, which means they will be less bulky than their F1.4 primes and much more affordable. Please let Sigma now know now which of these lenses you would actually consider buying uh, by multiple choice, and there is a poll that you can vote in that's in this article, and I'll share a link to that in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to vote on any of these lenses yourself, you're free to do so. The last bit of Sony news I have for this week to wrap up this episode as far as news and rumors, you can finally buy the $110 uh, I don't know how it's pronounced Mikey I would say M-E-I-K-E battery grip for the new Sony A7R4 and the A92 at Amazon the MK A7R4 Pro professional multi-power hand vertical battery grip for Sony A7R4 the A7 uh, or I'm sorry the A92 with LCD screen display uh, 2.4 gigahertz wireless remote control. So you do get the battery grip, which has an LCD display and a 2.4 gigahertz wireless remote control trigger system, all for the low price of $109.99. And it 
will ship as soon as Monday, February the 3rd if you choose two-day shipping at checkout. This is on Amazon. It will be in stock as of February 1st, so this Saturday. So any of you that have the A7R4 or the A92 that wanted a battery grip, but you weren't sure you wanted to shell out the $400 for the Sony grip, you can buy this one at Amazon US. The grip is also listed in Europe at Amazon DE and Amazon UK. So there you have it. That is the last bit of news I have for everyone this week. This wraps up episode 56 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show, which does now include iHeartRadio as well as Overcast. And I also wanted to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. We are in the last couple of days of the first giveaway of 2020, where you can win your choice of any one of three Edelkrone 3D printable camera mounts, either the tilt the Flex Tilt Head 3D, the Skater 3D, or the Pocket Shot 3D. The lucky winner will be chosen on the 3rd of the, uh, February and contacted by myself via Facebook to find out which of the items they would like as their prize and which one of three or four colors I'm going to offer it in they would like. I will then print the components and build the mount for them and then ship it out to them priority mail and they will have their prize. Now, remember, in this contest, I did things a little bit differently. I found a WordPress plugin that allowed me to run a little contest. It does give you limited contesting if you don't have the paid version of the plugin, which is, I don't remember how much it was, but I didn't want to go there quite yet. But it allows each person that enters the contest to have up to four entries. So a little more flexibility than we had in the first contest, which was in 2019. And so we gave away a copy of Luminar 3. Then this time we're doing a piece of hardware that can be custom built. And I'm hoping later on as we get into the summer to have the first tripod or monopod giveaway. And if the audience continues to grow, I need you to share out this show on social media and elsewhere. Ask all of your friends and family to give it a listen, give it a subscribe, a like, a rate, review if they're so inclined but let's build this audience up more so I can attract sponsors and start having bigger contests like camera body giveaways. Hopefully, maybe by 2021 or 2022, we'll have to wait and see. All right, I am going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. Do not forget that next week, February 6th, episode 57 is my interview with Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography and Photo Taco podcast. Jeff is a fantastic guy. He is one of several hosts on the Master Photography podcast. The Photo Taco podcast is his own little baby, and he is also part of the, I think it's called the Create Photography Retreats uh, workshops. They have one that's coming up in 2020. It'll be in October of 2020, and it's going to be in Greenville, South Carolina. So make sure you subscribe so you're notified next week when that interview on sports photography with Jeff Harmon drops. And I will see you all again in another seven days.